0: the Eye on the U podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson, and I am joined on the other line by Susan Miller Degnan, our Miami Hurricanes beat writer here at the Herald. Susan, how's it going? It's,
1: it's going great from uh, the Degnan household, really well.
0: Glad to hear it. Um, tomorrow should be the spring game, which is crazy, right?
1: What, what was that? I'm sorry.
0: Tomorrow's spring game. Yeah,
1: I know. It's unbelievable, isn't it? It's like, it's like a dream.
0: Yeah, yeah, it feels like a long time. Actually, I never even got out to a practice because I was at um, covering the high school basketball championship. So it feels like a long time since we were uh, thinking about um, practice and thinking about uh, spring games and all that fun stuff.
1: Yeah, it must feel like a really long time for you. I, 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 I know we did another podcast on this, but David, those four practices were yeah. invaluable. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, you know, just amazingly important with their new coaching staff. Um, like, seriously, those four practices, you know, I, you know, multiply it by four. That's how important they were.
0: Yeah. All right, uh, so I thought we would play a little game today uh, because that spring practice is supposed to be tomorrow. Um, we're going to imagine an alternate universe where uh, the coronavirus, uh, you know, popped up and then never really affected us. Um. So Miami is having a spring game tomorrow um, We're going to make our spring game predictions Basically what we uh You know, either Maybe what we wanted to see in the spring game That we're unfortunately in this In this reality we're currently in uh, Are not going to get to see And make predictions for uh You know, what we expected to see Potentially in the spring game Um, That sound good to you? Sounds great Alright, do you want to start us off? We're each going to pick three
1: Okay, I'm going to start off with uh, with, I think, the easiest. Yes, yeah,
0: so the, well, the one where he had to start, right?
1: <laughs> hardest and the easiest, but I, I just think uh, De'Ara King dominates uh, the spring game, and um, I think really that's what coaches expect and want and uh, becomes a clear starting quarterback. And I believe that, um, uh, that unlike last, Year um, when it was announced before in fall I guess fall camp mm-hmm. um, I, that that Manny Diaz um, in this alternate universe um, named De'Ara King the starting quarterback um, after the spring game I, I'm not
0: I think I, it's I, possible I, I they would have even named him the quarterback before the spring game
1: possibly I I, I, I don't I don't think so well maybe actually maybe you're right I I. In my university, waits. <laughs>
0: so you got three waits. parallel dimensions right now.
1: Yeah, maybe he waits a couple of days, gives you know gets UN out there again. Another story, and um, you know I yeah I think I think uh, Derek King starts his spring game. Obviously, he runs a lot, shows off his 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 elusiveness, and um, I don't. In, my, in this universe, I don't think he – I think he does take some deep shots, but not a whole lot. Um, and, uh, you know, just makes things happen and keeps it simple, as the, as the offensive coaches are saying, keeps this new spread simple. Um, and I don't think – I do think the other kids, you know, Nikosi obviously get, gets in there second. Tate Martell gets in there, uh, you know, uh, Redshirt freshman Peyton Matoka will, will, will definitely would have some snaps. And Tyler Van Dyke, the incoming early enrollee freshman. Uh, but uh, to me, there's no doubt King becomes quarterback.
0: Yeah, I think that is uh, kind of the most obvious thing. And, like, weirdly, it's kind of like, you, you know, it's what we predict would happen. But weirdly, it's like a thing that, like, I, I kind of feel like Miami, it's a good sport. One reason they're in a good spot this year to have this shortened spring is I think they pretty much know who their quarterback is, right? Like, they weren't going into this... They they didn't need the spring games to, like, really figure out who their quarterback... Like, last year, those spring games were important, uh, I think, to kind of setting the stage for the quarterback competition going into the fall. Um, I think probably the fall scrimmages were ultimately, it sounded like, more important for them picking Jaron Williams. Um, Mm -hmm. But... You know, this year they, they didn't need that. They they knew that deer King is, unless someone stunned them, was going to be the guy, and, um, you know, they can go into the fall knowing that um, if practice, you know, fall practices are shortened or anything like that, like, they, they know what, what direction they're ready to, to turn at that spot.
1: Oh, and I think the other guys know, too. And, uh, yeah, all, all of this has just... I mean, it has to
0: be a relief. Yeah. All right. Um, my number one thing I wanted to see is what does the offensive line look like? It's kind of like the, you know, chicken or egg question with the quarterback. Like, will the quarterback – will the offensive line be good enough to protect the quarterback or, or will the quarterback be good enough that the offensive line, you know, doesn't matter as much? Like, you know, what, what was really the issue last year with the the passing game? Um we obviously got, like, really brief glimpses at the offensive line in the spring. Um, they'd move John Campbell over to left tackle. They'd move Zion Nelson to right tackle. Um, Ja'Kai Clark goes behind Corey Gaynor in the in the rotation, moving to center, which is probably, like, his, his position of the future. Um, DJ Scaife at one guard spot. Usman Traore got some work at the other guard spot, but it seems like that's Navon Donaldson. Uh, job to lose when when he gets back healthy um yeah it was basically I'm curious whether that's kind of what we're going to be looking at is, is John Campbell going to be the left tackle is Zion Nelson going to be the right tackle uh, is Jalen Rivers you know we obviously you know freshmen are the guys who, who really can progress a lot in the spring um was he going to rise up the depth chart and make a push for maybe a starting job you know he, he was playing some guard would would he have been the left the temporary left guard with Navon Donaldson out there there are a lot of questions there still it's weird even though they bring back their top six offensive linemen from last year um that group was so bad that it, it feels like there's like no no obvious you know there's some guy like DJ Scape is going to start um I think Zion's going to start at one of the tackle spots and Gainer is going to start at center but the actual like alignment of the offensive line is just totally in doubt. Um, and we'll stay that way into the fall. And it's going to be tough, I think, especially with the first-year offensive line coach. That is a spot where uh, only having four spring practices and then potentially, you know, we don't know what fall camp is going to look like. If that's shortened, uh, that's a spot where they're going to probably have to be making adjustments on the fly again this year, just like they did last year when, when really most of the offensive linemen they were playing were, were unknown commodities.
1: Yeah, and I think, for example – like you said, Jalen Rivers, I mean, he's a true freshman, right? So, and yes. without the spring, I, I think they know he's probably really good, but he still has to, when you're a true freshman offensive lineman, you're still a project in a way, if you know what I mean. And I, and um, and it's a lot different when you put those guys in a game. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, Zion Nelson you know, also is different from – uh, Rivers, but it, it seemed like they were going to keep Nelson at right tackle, and uh, and they liked Campbell so far. I guess at left tackle, um, but you, you're right. about Donaldson is recuperating, right? So yeah. from this injury, and who who knows what's going to happen with him, and how much you know, how much how much he recuperates and and is better and and all that. Um, I just think that the young guys. I, you know, there's so much we don't know about this season. There's so many unknowns if there is going to be a season. So it's so weird uh, without them practicing, especially the offensive line, you know. What's it going to be like when and if they get back? Yeah. there's In a position where there's five guys that it's so important that they depend on each other, uh, they're, it's, they're really going to suffer from... From not having
0: practice, you mm-hmm. agree, David? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I think it is obviously good that most of those guys have experience. Like I said, you know, pretty yes. much everyone. Yep. You know, the top six are all back from last year. Seems like Traore is going to be like in the mix for a spot on the two deep. Um, you know, Jalen Rivers obviously is. If he it, this losing the spring will hurt him, but he looked like he was going to be in, in track on track for a spot on the two deep. But it helps to have those six, even though they were bad last year, that like kind of know each other, um, have obviously oh. played together. You, you know, you've got a couple groups that have played significant snaps together, whether it's, you know, Campbell at guard, um, you know, Scaife at tackle, Donaldson at guard, um, Ja'Kai Clark at guard. Like they've, they've got guys that were, that played a lot of different positions last year. So you got options that are just kind of built in, but um, obviously, you know, you wanted people to be pushing this group and... and they don't get to be pushed in the same way.
1: But it's what's really great is that that Garren, just the new O line coach.
0: They seem to love um, him, right?
1: Yeah, that that's yeah that that's going to help. I think a lot. I'm not sure how well they melded with the you know the former coach. So, um, I think I think actually that's gonna that's gonna help. And um, you know, every other team's in the same spot, other than. Yep. Teams that have all seniors or something starting.
0: All right. I guess we didn't really make a prediction on this one. Just like, do you want to make a quick offensive line prediction? Like what, what we would have been seeing? Do you, do you think we would have, the, that group we saw, the from uh, left to right, Campbell, Traor, um Gaynor, Taylor. Scaife, Nelson. Do you think that was the offensive line we would be seeing right now still? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably right. I think the one question would be Rivers could Rivers have, have pushed Trey or and oh, gotten that guard oh, spot?
1: Yeah, I mean I, I mm, maybe, yeah, could have been, but yeah. um I think they're I think they would want to Yeah, he could push, but I think that would have become more uh Prevalent let's say in
0: the fall. Yeah, that's probably right. All right, you want to move yeah. on to your next one?
1: Oh, sure sure um, So we so the next one is um, receivers um, We talked we talked last night to Rob Likens the new uh, wide receivers coach great guy, right? You mm-hmm. were on that call yep. Um. Really, really liked him. This zoom is very interesting. <laughs> we got d- disconnected from him a couple times, but he's he he's emotive and candid, and I really liked him um I think you know he he talked a lot david about and and I wrote about this today um that he was asked you know what he like to have just like a number one receiver is it better mm-hmm. to have a really hot number one receiver? Um, or is it better to have a lot of guys? And I, it seemed like, sure, it's great to you want to have a, one strong receiver at least, but I think he likes the idea of a lot of good guys yeah. to alternate, which he has done um, in his decades of uh, coaching various teams. you know, and he's a spread kind of master. Um, and he's used as many as 10 receivers in a game. Um, and, and he's alternated. Right, every couple plays or whatever, they just go mm-hmm. in and out, in and out. He really likes that. He wants to keep it simple, very simple, a lot simpler than last year's offense. And um, so, for me, I mean, he, you know, he talked about he talked about D. Wiggins, um, and I, I see D. He talked about a little bit about Mark Pope, about Jeremiah Payton, and Mike Harley. Those were the four guys mentioned first when I asked yeah. or, you know when I asked
0: which I think are pretty much the four wide receivers that we kind of uh, and we're not alone in this the people would have guessed we're going to be the top four receivers
1: Yeah, I, but now I think for me if you're asking me we're making believe spring game right yeah. I think Wiggins um, starts out as the number one if you want to call number one right Receiver because they're going to have multiple receivers, mm-hmm. uh, and he's a junior. Um, he kind of broke out last year. Uh, he's he's a long guy. He he has very nice hands, nice stride, and um, he can make big plays. And he he kind of broke out at at, at FSU. Um, I think he had the, the the two longest touchdowns of the season, um, and then at Louisville he he also had a career day. Mm-hmm. I just think he's. Um, He's the guy they're really hoping will continue his trajectory. Um, and I think, I think, you know, I know Pope, um, Mark Pope was a five star, right, at Miami Southridge. And, and he really talked a lot about him also. But I, I think Jeremiah Payton, David, and Wiggins would be the top two guys in the spring game. Um, and, um, yeah, and he also talked about, you know, some freshmen, right? Um, but you're going to yeah. talk about that a little later. I'll ask you what freshmen yeah. think in the spring game. But I do think Wiggins, they really need to – they they do need – you know, they lost K.J. Osborne, who was their top re- receiver, um, and Jeff Thomas is off to the draft, who was a – we all know a, a, you know supreme talent,
0: but like a bust in my opinion. Yeah. And so actually, the one of the interesting things that uh, I thought Lycan said when we talked to him yesterday was was talking about Mark Pope um, and how he's kind of like the mold of the wide receiver he he likes. Um, you know, we talked to him about a couple of different things. Obviously, one question was like, what do you think about those four guys? And he mentioned Mark Pope, just that six foot, one eighty good lateral quickness uh can beat guys off the line is really valuable he thinks um and then even when we were talking about recruiting uh i asked him a little bit about just like what he what is he looking for in the recruiting trail he kind of described a mark Pope type player like at least everything he did in high school with the you know his his really good releases um you know he's got good speed but he's not like the fastest player on the team by any, any stretch i don't think um it kind of makes me think that we, that like, the Mark Pope breakout season that everyone has been waiting on and, and, you know, very possibly might never come at this point. I would not be surprised if he has a really good year this coming year.
1: Yeah, uh, I... Now, I might be, you
0: know, I, I watched him in high school. I You know, he was incredible in high school. He's, like, a legendary seven-on-seven seven talent down here, too. So, like, maybe I'm, I'm still, like, a, a true believer because I really liked him in high school. But, like... um
1: no, I oh, think, the you know, I, fit
0: makes I, sense
1: I think they're gonna keep it simple i think yeah. I think there's some guys that need that simplicity and I think he's one of them yeah okay so i I think uh I think that's really gonna help him use his you know natural skills kind of just to just to to, to play ball you know almost like a street ball thing right he's gonna he's I think you're right on that I think this offense is gonna be really good for him yeah
0: Alright, uh, my number two, uh, we've alluded to it a few times here, is is I've, I wanted to see what freshmen were going to pop out. That's always one of the most interesting things, I think, uh, to check out during a spring game. Um, you know, last year, Jeremiah Payton had a really good spring game. Obviously, that didn't carry over into the fall, um, as he kind of fell on the depth chart a little bit in fall camp. Um, yeah, think... But there is a track record, like, you know, you're kind of, you always are looking for one, you know, there's going to be a freshman who pops every year. Um, And I think this year, inevitably, it was probably going to be one of the wide receivers. Um, We talked about the four sort of established receivers, obviously Pope, Harley, uh, and Wiggins, you know, are the clear favorites to be the three starting wide receivers, I think. Um, You know, they all started at various points last year. Jeremiah Payton, as we mentioned, like kind of the clear next guy in line and, and a guy who could potentially maybe even win one of those starting jobs. But they need at least six receivers, um, as you said. Like, and said so they could go probably eight deep. Um, you know, would make sense to, if they're going to be able to play the tempo they want. So they needed some of these freshmen. They had four true freshmen that all early enrolled. Um, Xavier Restrepo, Keyshawn Smith. Daz Warsham and Michael Redding, um, at least one of those guys I would guess would have had a big spring game. And the safe bet there at this point kind of seemed like Xavier Restrepo, um, who Rob Likens was raving about yesterday. X-Man. The X-Man, yeah, he's, he's the X-Man. Um, yeah, I'm, that's what I would have been interested to see. I mean, maybe Jalen Knighton is a big game as, as a running back. Uh, maybe Jalen Rivers, you know, ends up starting in the spring game. Like I said, I don't think that was out of the question. Um, maybe there was a guy on defense, but, you know, it, it really seemed like the wide receivers were going to be this, the the freshman who had a chance to, to really pop off the page, I think. Um, and, well, I think Restrepo is probably the safest bet, you know, and impressed, I think, the most in those first couple practices. Um, yeah, I wouldn't have been, like, Keyshawn Smith, I think, is has a chance to, like, step in and, and play right away. I think Daz Worsham has a lot of the skills that um, Likens mentioned he likes, um, particularly to play the slot. Um, but I guess I'll say my, my prediction for a guy who would have really impressed in the spring um, is is a, in the spring game is Xavier Oshepo. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, Likens, Likens
1: said he loved them. Yeah. And he, he loves that. Likens, Likens talked a lot David about um, watching watching you know high school kids on the sideline and um, you know when he's recruiting and noticing uh, their demeanors when they drop a ball or you know after they drop a ball or screw up or whatever or things don't go perfectly and uh, he really and you know he he really likes um, restrepo he likes his attitude I, yeah. I, I he likes the way he plays, but he said he was really smart. And when somebody, said, when a coach calls a freshman really smart and says he absolutely loves football, it makes you think of uh, Braxton Berrios.
0: Yeah, I mean that's um, the comparison Xavier Orscheva like is just gonna have his whole life at Miami. You know, his, he's a you know Hispanic wide receiver, obviously, and they're you know similar physiques, pretty much. You know, Braxton uh-huh. obviously was like thicker, but he was. You know, I don't remember what Braxton looked like as a freshman. Like, Restrepo has that kind of toughness, the, like, cliche toughness and, um, you know, underrated athlete because of how they look. They don't – you know, you don't look at them and think they're, you know, a, a superstar athlete. Um, but, yeah, they're going to get compared all the time. And um, I think Restrepo kind of likes it. Yeah, and personality. That's what I kind of mean with the toughness. Like, they've got that demeanor where they're just going to – you know, they're going to they're gonna be tough pretty much. Like, they're going to not just – Play tough, but they're going to, you know, they, they want to win. they they got the personality. Um, they're going to be good leaders, all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah and, it, it, yeah, and he also said he liked uh, Keyshawn Smith from out of San Diego. Mm-hmm. Um, but he definitely raved about the X-Fan.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, those, the, basically, the wide receiver group, I think, is where we would have seen the freshman pop. Um, and the other one I think is Jalen Knighton, like they you know, um, Cam Harris was going to be the starting running back, obviously. Um, right. but behind him, Robert Burns, you know, is, I guess like was the number two for those couple practices, but it wouldn't have stunned me to see Jalen Knighton like quickly rise, uh, you know, because Miami's recruiting running backs. Well, That's that's the one spot where they, I don't think there's anyone questioning the depth of talent there. Like, it wouldn't have been a surprise if Jalen Knighton, by the end of spring, had, had surpassed Robert Burns, who you know, looked pretty good at times last year, but it just is not the same level of talent as a guy like Knighton. Mm-hmm. By the way, I forgot yes. to ask, who's your prediction for who ends up being the number one wide receiver? Do you think Wiggins? Um, out of
1: spring? Or yeah, forever? out of spring.
0: Out of spring. Out of spring. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Wiggins is my prediction. What about you?
0: I guess I'll say Wiggins. I think Peyton is an outside shot if we're talking about, like, that traditional outside number one. But I do think, like, the, the most reliable guy at this point for them has to be Mike Harley. I think he's going to probably play the slot, so, like, it's weird to, like, say that guy's the number one because, you know, traditionally you think of the number one as your big outside guy. But, like, I don't know. Harley, I think, is the leading returning receiver, um, you know, other than Brevin. Um and, you know, played well, came on strong down the stretch. And, and, again, I just think, you know, he's the vet. He's he's kind of the reliable guy. Most starts under his belt.
1: Um, oh, no doubt. I mean, yeah. Harley is starting.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. I agree. I'm not saying that. I just – it's weird to like – because in theory, like, he might be the number one receiver even though he's your slot, which you don't think of as the number one spot. Maybe
1: he's the most – he's dependable.
0: He's fast. Yeah.
1: Um, I just think they do need like a the one
0: number one outside guy. You're saying yeah,
1: yeah. outside the bigger guy kind yep. of thing. It I think would be Wiggins. Yep, more traditional.
0: All right, you got. Uh, you want to make your last uh, alternate universe prediction pick? Whatever. I don't even remember what we decided to call these. What's your last thing?
1: Um, uh, how about special teams? How about the kicking game?
0: <laughs> not, I like it. Not
1: important, right, David? <laughs> um. You know, uh, Jose Borregales. I'm sorry. Is um, I think he's gonna he's gonna do well. Um, and um, he's you know what we 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 talked to him the first week of spring, and apparently he was regularly, at least he said so, and the punter Lou Headley said so, kicking 60 yarders in practice. He's very confident. I like that really confident the grad transfer from um from FIU who absolutely killed Miami kicked three field goals in the in the game that Miami um Miami lost at the site of the old uh, orange bowl he kicked a 50 yarder and a 50 a school record tying 53 yarder in that game uh and three extra points I just he's very excited um I I mean, think about last season, UM used three kickers last season, and they combined for a 12 for 60, 60% in field goals. How bad is that? Um, Bubba Baxa, you know, the the former kicker, I think he's at Houston now, right? Uh, He struggled. He was 5 of 10 to start the season. He missed two extra points. He had three misses from 20 to 29 yards out. I just can't imagine that's going to happen this year with Borgalis um, and Lou Headley. You know, is really good, and I, I and I think he's he's super um, devoted, hard worker. He's you know he's like a man among boys, and he's I think he's just going to get better too. I I think they're just in if they could get this season going ever. Um, you know, when everything is safe, if, uh, if they're 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 in
0: so much better shape, in my opinion, than last year. Yeah, I mean that's it's probably behind the quarterback, I and mean, honestly, even ahead of the quarterback. The easiest prediction to make in this alternate universe was Miami has a good kicker now. Like maybe <coughs> Jose, you know, Jose Borgels has had his ups and downs in his career. Um, he, you know, maybe he's not going to be an all-conference kicker, but he's going to be a good kicker. He's going to be reliable, which is something Miami uh, has not had the last couple of seasons. So, um, and, he, you know, he's got the big leg that, you know, Bubba Baxa was still, you know, he hit a 50-yarder last year, right? Like, he's got – he had the leg. Borgalis has that, and he's just more reliable everywhere else. So, like, that's going to be an upgrade. It's it's obvious, um, but it's it's important, you know, how many games would they have won last year if they had made a couple more kicks? Like, it, it would have been a huge difference, and, and obviously, um, you know, it was one of the – it's – one of the biggest additions they made all offseason. Um,
1: yep, no doubt. Now, you know, David, you know what we haven't talked about at all? It's the defense.
0: I know. Well, it's it's the defense, I was thinking that when we were kind of talking about what, what some of our topics were going to be ahead of time. Um, but, like, it's hard to make any – you know, linebacker is the most interesting spot on the defense just because, you know, that's where they're losing the two guys, uh, Shaq oh, and Pinkney, yeah. But – Yep. We weren't gonna learn anything from the spring game because so many guys were injured.
1: Yeah. I wow. Like Lineback. McLeod was
0: gonna start. We knew that. But like the that second job is totally up for grabs. And I, I don't have the list in front of me, but Sam Brooks was out. Um Bradley Jennings was out. Uh it was, I, the the list is really long. I think some of the freshmen were out, right? Like Tyreek Austin Cave, I think was out. Um, it was just going to be impossible to determine who that starting linebacker was. So it, I just kind of felt like we could th- throw that out. And and honestly, defensive back too, because I you know DJ Ivy and Al Blades are going to be the starting quarter- cornerbacks. Right. Um, And then the safety job is a three-way battle pretty much, I think, between Gervin Hall, Amari Carter, and Bubba Bolden, and Bubba Bolden was out. So, like, it was just impossible to, like, kind of determine some of these jobs that were um, up for grabs in the spring in a way that I I think we were going to learn just a lot more about the offense, not just because of how much changed on offense because a lot, you know, obviously, as I just mentioned, changed on defense. Um, The the guys just weren't out there for defense, and it was going to be really hard to – you know, know, what what the deal was going to be. That's
1: going to be that's going to be a little shaky. The linebackers. I mean.
0: I, yeah, I mean, I think having McLe- It's obvious, I but having McLeod is a big deal. Yeah, I mean, I'm not and talking I about think, McLeod, I, think, I mean, I mean, if you roll out McLeod and Sam Brooks, like eh, you're in pretty good shape, I think.
1: I, I think, uh, you know, as Manny Diaz always says, and every all coaches always say. At the beginning of the season, uh, tackling takes a hit. Um, you know, guys kind of forget how to tackle a little bit. You know, it's they have to, they kind of have to sharpen up their skills. Um, and that's going to be really interesting <laughs> to yeah. see, again, if the season gets underway. I mean, that, that could be a weakness to begin.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, speaking of defense, so my last pick is actually about the defense. So we're at least kind of like talk a little bit about it in this game. Um, uh-huh. And that is, um, I was excited to watch Quincy Roche and Gregory Rousseau. Like I think they would have made it really hard on Miami's <laughs> offensive line in this spring game, uh, Probably. possibly to the point where like they had to like maybe not play them a lot together or, or you know figure out ways to to. You know, give the offensive line a little advantage because um, they're going to be really good, right? Like that's that's obvious.
1: Yeah, hey, great, and I agree with you on this on the uh, alternate universe spring game. Yeah, I really, I, I don't think they want they wanted the O lineman to to walk out of there at the end of spring thinking they stink. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, I, which is possible because again,
0: that's the best defensive end tandem in the country, like no doubt.
1: Yeah. Even though, yes, it's great when you're going against the best, you know, but they, yeah, they know that already. You want to be able to
0: run your offense. Like it's just like kind of the obvious stuff. Like if you, if you can't get any time to, to, if the quarterback doesn't have any time to pass, you're not going to be able to like practice basically. It was kind of, I think they ran into the same thing a lot last year. Where they'll not necessarily because the defensive line was incredible last year, although it was really good. um, Just because the offensive line was was so rough. it, It made it tough for them to practice sometimes. Fred is going to help
1: there
0: again. Yep. Yep. And I guess, you know, seeing what they're going to do with the defensive tackle spot would have been interesting also. Um, you know, John Ford, Nesta Silvera, Jordan Miller, the the, the group of freshmen who were – they really liked yep. the last year. Jared Harrison Hunt, yep. um, Jalar Holly, like – that's what's going to take Miami's Miami. Like I said, they're going to have one of the like handful of best defensive end tandems in the country. I think going into the season, you would guess they're the number one, but you know, obviously, like Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, like they're just always have guys coming up the pipeline that, that are going to emerge. Um, the, what's going to be able to take Miami's defensive line from being like top two in the ACC to like top five in the country, or maybe even better, is the defensive tackles if they can. All if they if if a couple of those guys can can really take a step forward, um, from last year where yeah you know, they they were good but but so much of the pass rush last year was dictated by Rousseau and Garvin as opposed to the year before where obviously Gerald Willis was like a a key cog in why that defensive line was good they they've not don't they didn't have anyone in that same stratosphere this year which you know obviously Gerald Willis was like an All American so. It's not totally right. surprising, but, but just getting someone to be like that all-conference-level defensive tackle, um, uh-huh. which, again, I don't think they had last year, um, yeah, that would make a huge difference um, because that's what the defense is going to probably need to be, um, you know, one of the, the top ten in the country. They need the defensive line to be um, dominant. Dominant
1: and healthy. I think they're going to have a very good defensive line. Yeah, And Gerald uh, Willis... Uh, All universe never gets drafted also,
0: by the way. That's just an asterisk. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of which, we got the draft coming up, um, so we'll probably talk about that in the next couple of weeks here. Um, Otherwise, though, I think we can pretty much wrap things up there. You got anything else? Any other thoughts uh, in our spring gameless world? No, I'll, you know, I'll
1: salute the Hurricanes tomorrow and what would have been the spring game. Yeah. Or, excuse me, yeah, tomorrow, right? Tomorrow would
0: (laughs) have been the spring game, yes. We're recording this Friday. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, nothing else. I'm sure there'll be more surprises coming up, even yep. without sports.
0: Yeah. All right, you can follow Susan on Twitter at Um Guess what, what are you working on these days? Well, We'll have some draft stuff coming up in the next few weeks. Um, I think that's kind of the big thing right now.
1: And whatever news pops
0: up, there's always something. Yeah. I and mean, we we got to talk to Rob Likens yesterday, we got to talk to Garen Justice last week. Our first chance is to talk to those new uh, position coaches. So, you know, it seems like Miami's starting to make make some of these coaches um available to kinda update where they're sitting um in this off season. We did not talk to Manny Diaz, but he he went yeah, on
1: the radio.
0: Um, so uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at dbwilson2. Um, I'm writing about everything these days. I wrote about Call of Duty. <laughs> now, <laughs> a little more on that, I think, coming later today. Um,
1: and I, David, I refuse to watch Tiger King.
0: <laughs> you still have not watched Tiger King? It's like it's good. I it's, heard
1: it's kind of mundane. It gets, like, a little bit of the same.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's not really a, a message. I, I don't know what I learned from watching it, you know. Which is, documentaries, that's, you want to learn something from documentaries. This was basically just like, wow, look at these, like, 11 crazy people we found. And then just put them on. Yeah. It was like watching reality TV, almost.
1: Well, I, I have to tell you what I've been watching. <laughs> yeah, what have
0: you been watching? I guess we can okay, finish with some I, off-topic I stuff. one
1: thing a day. Oh, my God. Other than, you know, a lot of news. Reading a lot of news. And watching some news. Um, my husband and I are watching... On, on Amazon Prime, um, the uh, going back to the last season of the original Star Trek. Oh wow! So we're doing, we're going back to the. I think we're on number seven. But what I realized was that, um, you know, was that it's a hell of a lot like um, Twilight Zone. If you look at the the, the original Star just like twilight zone they're really kind of um, i i love it that's all
0: i can say yeah i was never a star trek person I and mean, i'm like into like a lot of the nerd kind of stuff like i'm a huge star wars fan i like the lord of the rings movies um you know i was into game of thrones uh you know i i have like light comic book affinity like i'm a big spider-man person like i i, I kind of check a lot of the boxes that you would guess i'm into star trek I just never got into it. And my dad's like a huge Star Trek fan, but like, I don't know, I just never got, I Not, guess I'm like kind of out of the age range where like, there was no yeah. new Star Trek when I was like, I don't know, when you were growing up, what was Next Generation kind of around probably at some point in your well, youth? that's,
1: my husband really likes, the. I guess that's the newer one, right? That's the like newer, the, the, newer, Patrick
0: really Stewart, old, the Patrick Stewart, the Patrick Stewart one. Like I, my dad loved that one when he was growing yeah.
1: up that more i like the one the old 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 one i don't i don't care about the new one with all those weird looking creatures i like the old one it's re, they're really they're really funny the music captain kirk and, yeah. and spock and all those guys the originals i love it i do Scotty. love
0: twilight zone though that's on netflix I'll, like every once in a while i like just crank out a couple of those some of the, the old, old uh, twilight zone it?
1: Watch the final season. I think it's like nineteen from 1968 and 69. Watch those. It's, they're just like Twilight Zone, and I know I do know Twilight Zone very well. So I'll, I'll end with that.
0: My watching has mostly been uh, old movies, like kind of uh, I've been going through like the AFI top 100, like trying to get huh? through a bunch of the ones I'd never seen. Like I watched Citizen Kane for the first time the other day. Um, wow. it's, it's good. Like, that's, I guess that's why it's considered, like, one of the best movies ever made. Uh, it's, it's very good. <laughs> um, I've watched some old ah. like westerns. Like, I've been, I've been going through some, like, of the old, old movies that just I would have never, you know, I, I feel like I've seen most of, like, the quote-unquote classics from, like, the 90s on. Because, like, that was my youth. Um, and, like, in college it would have been easily accessible. But now with, like, all the, uh, streaming, it's, like, easy to find a lot of these old movies that you know were hard to find when i was younger so like i've been watching like the uh, the clint eastwood westerns um you know some black and white movies like i said citizen kane um just trying to go through some of the classics i've missed i haven't been able to like kind of dive into a tv show yet i don't know why i bit sopranos is on my list at some point i've never that's like the one classic tv show i'm missing
1: all right well you're pop culture guy so you got to go back to the old time pop culture
0: exactly exactly all right let's wrap up there um yeah i think that's it like i said follow susan on twitter at s miller dagnan there's we never know what's what's going to be coming next uh these days you can follow me on twitter at db wilson too um and thanks as always for listening guys uh we'll talk to you uh next week probably yep
1: stay healthy stay safe